Wait, I'm hey from the Begged and Borecast episode number 487. I'm, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out July 13th, 2022. And we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're having one of our freeform discussions where we're going to be getting ready for the upcoming Resident Evil show on Netflix. Yes, they're rebooting Resident Evil this time on Netflix uh, with some of our favorite zombie media from throughout our lifespans. Maybe before. Who knows? Stay tuned. Uh, but guys, what are you, what, Paul, what are you drinking? Now you have two beers, Paul? I- your two beer, Paul. Today? I do have two beers, and I I can grab a third if I needed. Uh, if if it warrants, if the conversation warrants it, mm. I can grab a third. But uh, right now, I'm just enjoying. Uh, this is something that Ed brought. You know, super friend of the show, Ed. Uh, this isn't hit the can that he gave to me, but I had this uh, out on the disc golf range, disc golf course, and uh, he brought this for us. Is it called a disc golf range or a course? They call it a course. Because you called it two yeah. different things there. So, Paul, do you, do you not know as much about disc golf as you're leading us to believe? Oh, that's very true. I, I know absolutely nothing about anything, and you guys should know that I, by now. I shared a video to the group by accident, and I was like, hey, sorry, guys, I, was, I meant to send this to someone else. And Paul was like, that's okay. That guy likes disc golf. And I was like, okay. He does. He, I think he just And the beer the is... Uh, the beer is uh, from Brickyard Brewery. This is the Baby Bronco. It's a recession New England style IPA. It's only four point seven percent. Comes in a tall boy can, four pack. Perfect for going out with friends uh, to this golf course. Uh, sharing one with everybody. Um, yeah, it's easy drinking. It does have a little bit of that bite at the very end, so it is uh, pretty flavorful. Um, has it? I think it does pack more of a punch than. You know, the great comparison, all-day IPA. I think it's more flavorful than that. And also, it comes in a, in a tall boy, 16-ounce. Perfect. Perfect for the first uh, first nine. So does Billy 18-watt, Paul. But you'd oh, mm. you still go, mm, I'd take a all-day over that. So are you changing? Are, you, are your tastes changing? Are you... Mm. Well, Billy 18-watt is really good. I would put Billy eighteen watt above this. Twelve ninety nine for a four pack too for Billy. Uh, well, then Billy eighteen watt is going to be my new new go to disc golf beer. I think that's it. Or when, that when October Fest beer that you talk about. That Pauline. What, what, what one is it? The Pauliner. Yeah. Yeah. Not the Pauliander. Pauliander. Pauliner. Pauliner. Not a Pauliander. So. So. John, what are you drinking? <laughs> Yeah, John, when you're out on the range... At the disc golf course. What you drinking? When I'm on... Or doing field work. Uh, I, 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 hmm. On a hot day, I would be drinking from Hudson North Cider Company. This is part of their Adventure Series, and this is a Rocket Pop. This is meant to taste like the Rocket Pop Popsicle. Raspberry Cherry Lime. And this is a dry cider. Uh, I thought this was going to be overly sweet, uh, and it smells it. Like, on the nose, it smells like you melted down a Rocket Pop popsicle, but it is just a really nice 
cider. It's it's got a little bit of sweetness to it, but the raspberry and lime really kind of pop in it. All I know about they, rocket they rocket pop. All I know about rocket pop right now is I don't know which streaming service service that I watch, but I keep on getting served with the rocket pop ads that are just like uh, you, YouTube because every time I put on like any video, I get. A commercial, and it's like that, something that really bothers me. And it's like, not just one thing, Rocket Pop. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's only the one thing. Yeah, because all those other ones I've never seen or had. I don't think they sell them anywhere. I think they're just making it up. Because uh, it's exactly what John just described. The, those three flavors, cherry, lime, raspberry, and, and raspberry. Oh. Um, yeah, and what's nice is, too, its ingredients is hard cider, filtered water, cherry concentrate, raspberry concentrate, and lime concentrate. So it's not just flavoring. They're actually using the, the fruit concentrates with it. Um, I've had a good amount of Hudson North ciders lately, um, just trying them, and I've enjoyed just about all of them. And they don't have that – none of them are overly sweet. Like, those just like, oh, it's just – it's just – apple and sugar um to get the flavor all of them are like like taste naturally like they had a watermelon salt one and i was like yeah it is a nice watermelon with a little little salt to it um i've really enjoyed it they're up there is one of those cider companies that anytime they put out something i am more than willing to go okay let's try it because i know it's gonna be good chris i Nice. You're going to an old standby. I, I um, saw you drinking something. Old stand- I, that, uh, is that what, uh, is that what old you're doing? Old standby, or? but uh, yeah, that's why. Why are you being so accusatory hey, I, about I don't, this? I don't, but, I don't want hey. to put beer in your mouth. I want you to tell me. Is, but I saw you drinking from a can. But you love you love putting beer yeah. in my mouth. This is how John is. We bought each other many beers. <laughs> that's how John is a koi boy. Yeah, I know you guys don't recognize it. But. That's John being a koi boy. Koi boy? He's being a koi boy. Um, no, I actually, like you said, I picked up kind of some old standbys at my beer store. They actually had the Southern Tier Brewing Company overpacked 15-pack sampler box. And I was like, hey, you know what? I haven't had something from Southern Tier in a while. I enjoy a lot of these beers, but it's been years since I've had them. So I was like, why not? You know, do, do something fresh down here, because it's all things I've had before, except for this one, because I'm starting off with the eight days a week Blondale, which I've actually never mm. had before right now. Uh, 4.8% ABV. Uh, they call it infinitely drinkable, and yeah, I mm-hmm. I agree. Like This is absolutely fantastic Blondale. It's got like a nice little bit of like like fruity sweetness to it. Um, I absolutely love this. Like This is fantastic, and if I could just Get this one down here. I think it would be a perfect like summer day. It's surprising like, you can't because it's one of their main stay Southern tier beers. Uh, it used to come in an eight pack for eight ninety nine, but now it's a twelve pack for fourteen ninety nine. Mm. Um, outside of like some of the the Blackwater stuff when they put that out, um, the overpacked sampler and then the like the two X. Sampler box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get anything really? else. It's not like I get. Yeah, I don't get anything else. Like just in regular packs. Um, that's why I was happy with grabbing the fifteen packs. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is all stuff that I will 
wind up drinking and I know I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm just pleasantly surprised at how much I like this one. Um, yeah, really good. They uh, During the summer, they put out a grapefruit version of that beer. Which is not as good as the Ruby Red Kolsch from Genesee. Uh, I've never just because of the price point. Yeah, price point. I haven't had it, so I think I had it on the show last year, and, and I had it as a like a comparison. We read eight days a week, and yeah, the eight days a week I feel is good. I feel like it is the beer that uh, they serve at the brewery and also all the different hubs, which are so when somebody's like, ah, I just kind of want to like a. Bud Light or Blue Light. And they're like, oh, we don't have that, but we have this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they did, um, what was that? The Southern Tier did that. One Buffalo. One Buffalo. And they did that with the Pagulas to have that as like the beer for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And then when that contract ran out, Southern Tier couldn't wait to stop making that beer because it was like not making them any no, money. And then. They still decided they needed a nice light beer, and that's when Eight Days a Week came out. And I don't even think it was even close in the recipe. Like they went, no, they no. went back to back to the board to create something that is yeah. crushable and one and drinkable. Yeah. One buffalo yeah, was ab- a pilsner. absolutely fantastic. Oh, sorry. One buffalo was a pilsner. Yeah, because it was supposed to compete with Blue and Blue Light. And then, yeah, one buffalo is a Blondale, so... Or, uh, eight days a week is a Blondale. That's good. I, I enjoy it. I like it. it. Much better than their live. But you'll be having soon. I don't know. Uh, I don't think live's in there. If it's a new box. It's, it's, it's not it's in, in there, there anymore. Oh. Oh, it's a new box? I know it has, like, it has like new haze. Um, uh, oh, oh. Yeah, we'll get through it when we get through it. Let's not spoil it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking about anything else, uh, we don't want spoiled. I don't know uh, news. <laughs> yeah, news. Scott, so. you know, I don't want to say that segue got away from me because it wasn't going anywhere <laughs> to begin with. So yeah, uh, news, guys. Uh, starting off with a little bit of sad because it literally just happened right before we started recording. Uh, actor James Con passed away today. Is he the dad from Elf? Yes. He is the dad from Elf. Okay. He was also in the Godfather movie, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, was he in the Mario movie? No, that was Dustin. No, yeah, that's Dennis uh, Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Uh, what's, so I get those two guys. What's really interesting, uh, I, one of the podcasts I listen to uh, called uh, The Rewatchables, where they watch just good movies that have like a rewatchability to them, uh, they just did Misery, and they were just talking about... Oh, that's right. Yeah, fuck. Uh, I mean, it's probably one of the movies he's most yeah. well known for, but yeah, I forgot he was a- And I was just like, oh, man. And, like, uh, James Conn in that movie, um, he was so hungover the one day that um, everything they shot they couldn't use. And Rob Reiner just told him that, like, oh, we got to reshoot all these scenes. And he's like, why? He's like, oh, the lab uh, screwed up on the film, so we got to do it again. And then he found out that it was because he came in so hungover that they couldn't use anything he did. And he personally paid for all the reshoots because he, he oh. was like, eh. Good for him. Class act. Uh, it says here he was also in uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which I never saw. So I'm I guessing he that. did the voice of the meatballs. 
someone can confirm that. Mandy Moore uh, was in he, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Me Falls. Uh, so is Zach Braff, yep. but that's the only thing I know. I never saw it. It's fun. Yeah. I thought Adam I Sandler was in it. You're thinking of Eight Crazy Nights. No, I thought he was in the movie. No, you're thinking of Hotel Transylvania. No, he's in that, though. I'm just trying to think of all the animated movies that Adam Sandler has mm. been in. Uh, yeah. Zach Braff wasn't in Cloud with a Chance of Meatballs. Who was? Bill Hader. Oh, really? He's so? Yes. And Al Roker. Mm. Well, that just makes sense. It's a meteorological movie. It's tra- it tracks. But, but, yeah. but Mandy Moore is in it, right? No, Anna Ferris was. Oh. Man. Guys, we need to get on this uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah. We're I... never going to be able to start with that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs podcast if we don't. Hey, Bruce Campbell's in it, too. Basics. Oh, Anyways, Andy Samberg's movie in that it. People... And, and Mr. T. But, uh, yeah, James Conn. Great movies out there. He's, he's made a lot yeah. of great movies. I really enjoy the movie Thief. Fantastic, Paul. You would like Thief. Hmm. Is it based off the computer game? Because I like the game. Thief. No, it's a uh, oh. Michael Mann movie, so it's kind of a little bit gritty uh, crime movie. But he's a uh, mm, the game. The game Thief was kind of a gritty crime game. Mm. So, speaking my language. Yeah. Uh, another movie that people will be in is Clerks Three. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch the trailer for I it. I did watch nope. the trailer for um, it. Yeah, it's. If you wanted to know how much Kevin Smith could continue to blow himself, Clerks Three. Um, Never seen Clerks Two. A Clerks Two is actually a lot of Clerks fun. Clerks Two is a. I I enjoy Clerks Two. I think there's a great story about growing up in it and starting uh. a family kind of a thing. Uh, and then there's the donkey stuff that really sidelines the movie. Yeah. I jumped off the view askew uh, wagon with James Silent Pop straight back. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to watch that. I'm, the I'm last good. one I saw was Clerks 2 because I didn't see the James Silent Bob reboot movie. Um, I I may see this. The hook for this movie is after you know spending years working at the Quick Stop and almost dying, uh, Randall realizes he hasn't done anything with his life and goes out to make a low-budget movie about his time working at the Quick Stop and RST video. It's low-budget, so it's black and white. That's the hook. They're actually making the movie Clerks. Uh, it's a fun idea. I don't know if it needs to be done. Especially because, as much as I love Randall, he's like my favorite character in Clerks, especially the Clerks cartoon, which is absolutely fantastic. That's where you should have stopped with Clerks. Uh... It doesn't seem like uh, I'm blanking on his name. Jeff Anderson wants to be in the movie. Yeah, him and um, him and Kevin Smith had a huge falling out too years ago, and then they kind of reconciled yeah. stuff. But yeah, and the uh, the guy who plays Dante, I can't think of his name now, but Brian Christopher O'Halloran. He's just looking. I remember his so name. old. Yeah. I mean, he's he's old. They're all, they're all, they're all old, old, but he's looking really old. Um, I got that guy to sign my Canisius College uh, ID card. Yeah, you did. Because in Mallrats, he he went to Canisius College. 
You did? That's true on the dating show. And then he called yeah, me a know. mole person. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks fun if you're into that kind of movie still. It's just something that's kind of in our wheelhouse. So yeah. I thought it was worth mentioning. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. Could be good. Kevin Smith has a lot of good ideas and a lot of good stuff out there. I think he just is too afraid to actually take everything seriously and actually be a filmmaker. Because he he has it he has it in and with different stuff that he has done. Red State. I'm not hugely in love with that movie, but it was a step away from the Kevin Smith. World. I think that's I think that's why though, because anytime he does branch out and try to do something different, like Jersey Girl or the 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 hockey movie he did, Red State, like people don't like it. And then he kind of just retreats back to his corner where he's like, here, I'm king. Yeah, he I, I know this. He didn't do... Was that Goon that he did? No, no it's no. called like Yoga Hosers or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Was his, uh, was his daughter Yeah, his daughter, yeah. Harley Quinn, was in it. Huh. I, but again, like, I didn't see it. But it seems like he's kind of in like a, every other movie. Now it has to be like an Askewniverse thing just yeah. to... To go home again. I didn't mind Jersey Girl, but you know I'm a sap that likes. Uh, yeah, I thought it was bad romantic comedies, and that was I thought it was fine. I think if I think that movie would have done better if the brat, uh, the uh, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez thing wasn't a thing, and if they the two of those actors hadn't made Geely right before that movie came out, and then she mm-hmm. was playing the mother that dies in it and it, mm-hmm. it, that just all of that just overshadowed that movie because no I don't think Jersey Girl's that bad yeah yeah I think it, <clears throat> it got a lot of unnecessary hate when there's nothing bad about that movie it's and got I, Liv Tyler in it everybody loves yeah. Liv Tyler and I enjoyed the very first episode of Reaper that he directed so good Reaper he, he, Reaper was great he was executive producer oh. on that and that show is one of the things that I wish had stuck around and gone a little bit further yeah um, yeah, anyways, who else has got something to talk about? Uh, you I, had the Namor stuff, Chris. Yes, all right. Um, so it's not an official release, but some promo art uh, definitely looks like licensing style artwork that would be on a TV tray or uh, what are some other weird shit that they you used go to into put? Party City and it's like for the stuff that's on for a kid's birthday party. That's some yeah, stuff like a hero. Yeah, yeah, like balloons, tablecloths table and cloth, things yeah. like that. Uh, Party but bags. artwork of Tenoch Huerta as Namor has been put out uh, from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And, John, like you said, it's very, like, Aztec, kind of, um, like, Central America-inspired. I think it's a really cool look for Namor because it's not uh, just your typical Namor. If I was but if you about- notice, his his feet are not showing, and I really want to know if he's got the little wings. Mm, or they're just- I, I, that's the one thing that would make me upset. Like they can do whatever they want with like the casting and like the building up of the character and the like Atlantis civilization. But I really want him to have the feet wings. Would you be okay with just webbed feet? No, no. <laughs> that's dumb, Paul. That's stupid, and I would riot at the movie theater. It's like one of the worst things you've ever said. Wow. 
and you guys accuse me of saying a lot of really bad stuff. <laughs> so you do, yeah. That's Not that I've small. actually said it. It's just things taken out of context. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best way to deal with you, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thoughts thoughts on uh, on uh, the name. I thought it looked good. Excuse me. Ooh. I I. I'm interested to see where they're going with the kind of Aztec look. And I think um, they put out another picture of, I think, the villain of it, who's like a a Tuma. And he's kind of got that Aztec look, too. And it looks like he's wearing a um, uh, hammerhead shark kind of thing on it. But he has kind of an Aztec look, too. So I wonder if it's going to be kind of coming from there. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely the same style of artwork for that, where you can tell it's supposed to be from, like, a Panini sticker book. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other random shit that they're like, okay, we have this artwork, slap it on a lunchbox, mm-hmm. or like a thermos kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, not nothing. I, I, I'm, never, I'm not a huge Namor real fan, really. So whatever they do with Namor, I'm just going to be like, whatever, okay. I need him flirting with Sue Storm in front of Reed Richards. That's what Namor's there for. Bonus wants to see Reed Richards getting cucked, that's all. (laughs) I knew you were going there, Chris, because I was going to do the same joke, but I knew Chris (laughs) was going to go for it. Yeah. Sorry, um, this hand signals me getting another oh, beer. It's, not, not, it's nothing talk. about anything we were just talking <laughs> oh, about. <okay. laughs> no, no. And the final news I have for tonight actually is just some Netflix-related stuff. Netflix going through some hard times right now, but a solid win that they have in their corner is Stranger Things. Everybody's talking about uh, Season 4 Part 2 just came out a couple days ago. Uh definitely ramped up the tension a lot and completely stuck the ending uh stranger things can do no wrong and it seems like the duffer brothers can't either and they just announced recently that they're going to be starting upside down pictures which is going to be almost like a netflix imprint uh that they're going to be creating media for um they've already announced that they're going to be doing a live action adaptation of the anime death note as well as a Stephen King um, adaptation, which is The Talisman, which I haven't read it, but in the finale of mm-hmm. Stranger Things Season 4, that's a book that one of the characters is reading to another Did character. It? It's an excerpt from that. Ooh, which, nice to not to try to do spoilers there. Yeah, try not to spoil I, because it's really good. I, 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 I don't want two episodes left. Uh, mm. They are very good. They're, um, they're so good. But Netflix already made a live-action Death Note. I think that was something else that was... Full Metal Alchemist? Done? No, because I think there is a live-action Death Note, but I don't think Netflix did it. So this is an imprint, or is this a production studio that has an agreement with Netflix? Because... a production studio that has... Okay, because we, we had similar news before with the guys that created Avatar Studios. They signed yeah. a deal with Netflix, and then they created their own studios. Uh, Michael Bay has his production company, Platinum Dunes, um, signed on to do Netflix stuff. So, okay, so this is just another yeah, there's production a, studio that was... There's a live-action Death Note to do. on 
on uh, Netflix. Yes. Did you watch so it? That one, well, that one's on. It might be on Netflix, but that was but done I by think, Warner Brothers. I think it was exclusively oh. Oh, no. on, released on Netflix. Maybe this that's possible before. Yeah, because that could have been before. It was. HBO I think it was 2000, 2017. Warner Brothers Plus or yeah, twenty seventeen. It says. I I uh, I think those guys uh, have been working on. <laughs> they've been working on uh, Stranger Things long enough. I think they have a great vision. They can tell a great story. They have a great. They understand the medium, and mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing what else they can do. I think if they hadn't been tied down to Stranger Things, and if there wasn't a pandemic that basically shut them down for for two years, like they could have wrapped this up and been moving forward already with this. I'm interested to see what else they can do. Uh, no, go ahead. I, oh. I was going to say I enjoy the Duffer Brothers with Stranger Things because Stranger Things seems to take advantage of it being on a streaming service. It's not like episode one, hour five minutes. Episode two, hour twenty five minutes. Episode three, hour fifteen minutes. Because the episodes take as long as the episodes need. It's not. Yeah. I'm here filling up. 45 minutes, 43 minutes, 42 minutes. You know, it's not trying to pigeonhole their story into, you know, blocks of programming. They're just... I, and I think they they know enough about what they like and what they're trying to do with it, because I just have an article that I pulled up here on Collider where it says that they actually want to put out a VHS version of it that actually uses pan and scan technology. Really? So it would, it would be like the funky, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm blanking on the, you know, the aspect ratio. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, which I think is, like, hilarious. Uh, are you going to say Gen Z? What's after Gen Z? Because the Gen Z years are now, like, 25 years old. Um, the next generation, Gen after Z, is going to be interested in, you know, how we if people became obsessed with vinyl. That suddenly there's going to be a VHS like retro, like I thing. Mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, the new Coheed Cambria album they put it out on like cassette tape. If you wanted to like order it from them for for that, like I think that that market's already kind of there. But spending like I, I don't know 13, how it is. sixteen dollars on a cassette tape, and then going to spend like a hundred dollars to buy a car that you could play it in. <laughs> <laughs> way to do it yeah. Yeah. all right that was it for the news so now we can we can get into the I beer really like so that's what we want to talk about is, is, yeah you you drunk you <laughs> I forgot we wait. had this news Chris made the beer motion we took a pause Chris made the beer motion because he was like brr, 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 I gotta get my beer so I thought we were going right into the beer uh, but you I'm drinking from Radaburger. That is a German brewery. Uh, their Pilsner Zweichel beer. Uh, this is a hazy mm. lager that has uh, normally it's a, it's a type of Keller beer. It's a cellar beer. 
where it is unfiltered, unpasteurized, and um, a little more maltier than like a regular lager. And um, this is for a lager; it's quite quite hazy, um, and it's it's really good. It's got kind of like a biscuity nuttiness to it. Um, I really like this beer and I'm glad I brought it into the beer shop. I'm probably going to pick up the 12 or the six pack of the 16 ounce beers for nine bucks. Like it's, it's a nice deal. It's a really nice drinking beer. I like it. Is it, it is, is a nice it perfect for the fall. I would say I hear this, biscuity. Nut this would be a nice, I just think about this would be a nice I'm fall thinking about beer leaves. or a nice, sitting around the fire beer because it's got a little more oomph to it it's not a super crisp refreshing pilsner that you're like hot day clunk, i'm gonna drink this um but this is a nice kind of little more heartier beer it, it says that it's good till 2023 this is a 9 a.m beer this is like waking up early during the summer dew is still out on the uh, grass you're out there filling in some plastic uh, playing some disc golf. <laughs> this is this well, is a good beer. Gotta, you got to keep that time, going right? with all of the the uh, the disc golf analogies. You know, you got to go for it, right? It, <laughs> in terms, shoehorn them in. Just really got to shoehorn them in. Just gotta I'm just yeah. out on the court. You know, flexing some discs. Like that's just how you do it. Yeah, gotta make those big flex shots. You know, come on. Got to get the dog's legs. Yep. Other other things. Yeah. Paul, what do you what do you got? I got the you know we we just reviewed uh, last episode I think what? this Sloop bomb series that yeah. uh, the pack from Sloop they they have a West Coast juice bomb a six pack out and, and that's what I'm drinking and this is uh not, it's it says it's West Coast but I still get a big like fruity big taste on it. Um, it's not piney. It's not resiny. It's still a very juicy IPA. It's it's good. Uh, it's what, what percent? Seven point two percent alcohol by volume. Uh, this came in a six pack of twelve ounce cans. I don't know the price of it because when I'm at consumers, I buy more than one, and they tell me a title price, and I'm not going to argue. It's like that's just how it goes when you buy ask, a bunch of beer. I'm sorry. And when they ask you if you want your receipt, like what am I going to do with it? I guess I could say yes, so I could know the price of everything I just bought. But I'm going to. I mean, lose wouldn't that you use that as a nice little piece of paper to start out? your charcoal? Hmm. No. I was just thinking of some use for it. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to disgust oh, you. Yeah, that's it. By no. saying use it to to light your charcoal, I apologize. <laughs> you know why? You, you know why? Because it's heat sensitive paper, so it doesn't actually burn nice. Boy. Because it just turns that black. Yeah. Because it that's how it prints on their seat. Yeah. So it actually doesn't work. Because it doesn't actually. So sorry, my disgust was because I did I have tried to use a bunch of old receipts. And now work. that's why he's also like I don't need any more receipts. <laughs> they do. They serve no purpose for me except for now when I'm trying to figure out how much money I spent. Um. It's decent. It's good. It's it's in that juice bomb realm, but I don't like that it's called West Coast because it's not what I was expecting. Especially going from like Baby Bronco, which says it's a New England style, 
but it's more piney than New England. People need to learn their coasts, man. Like, they got a West Coast piney, resiny, East Coast grapefruit pithy. Come on. No, because right? we used Am to I have wrong? those West Coasts that were Maybe pithy. I mean, that's when we started using that term was, was, with, was with, with West Coast beers. So West Coast should have that grapefruit pithy. East Coast, New England, should be the orange juice, citrus, lemon, papaya, tropical, those notes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if it's... It's, if it's a grapefruit pithy, I would say that is West Coast. Okay, then that's what I'm getting from the sloop, West Coast. Because it is grapefruit, and it is a little pithy. But it's more grapefruit yeah. fruit. Not to be MCs, I'm yeah. sorry, you know, with his stand-up routine. But, you know. It's juicy. It's it's much juicier than I was expecting. Chris, what yes. are you drinking? I'm drinking something that is also juicy. Uh, the next one that I grabbed from the Overpack box from Southern Tier Brewing, because uh, I'm literally just reaching in and pulling stuff out at random, uh, is their 2X Haze, and they call this a Hazy Juicy, juicy Double IPA. 8.2% ABV. I looked at the, the case. This is the biggest boy in the box. Um, this is fantastic. I'm pretty sure... I have had this before, but I don't think I've ever actually logged into it on Untapped. I'm going to do that now just to confirm. Um, but yeah, this is everything that you would want from like a hazy juice bottle IPA. Like this, it's fantastic. Yeah. There's nothing uh, I can complain about. Paul, you did the variety pack of the the two X factor, and this was one of those beers. You've Mm-hmm. I think you and I also just had the 2X Haze on the show together, and then you started grabbing the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 2X Haze is a, is a nice... It's a really nice drinking beer. It's their best mm-hmm. step towards being that modern Haze-style IPA. Their new series mm-hmm. just have never been able to land it yeah. and get the beer to taste good continuously. Right. It, it's, when you could find that new haze, like when it was super fresh, oh, it was really good. Um, I might grab that one next because that's also in the box. I'll see if it's, it might just be on the opposite side of it. But it's 8.2. It's not a huge ABV, but it, it, it's high enough that you're like, okay, like, it you know, drinks too a couple of these, like, the you go get it. It, it does. It, I think the next. Highest ABV in there was like seven, and I think that was like the two X IPA. I I closed the window. I think that's eight two as well, isn't Um, it? But that's even then, like that's still. Oh, you're gonna make me open it. You don't need to reopen the tab. I'll. um, I'm searching for it while I'm doing that. Why don't you tell me uh, what book that you're looking forward to coming out next week, Paul, or this week? Sorry, this week. The way we do it. This it's this week. It's July 13th uh, coming out. Uh, that's right. We're into the list for the comic books coming out on July 13th, 2022. Uh, I'm looking forward to Fantastic Four number 45. I kind of jumped out of the Reckoning War. Um, we read that first issue, I think, for a look back. I wasn't that impressed by it. It just seemed a little too, like, 
we're going to get into the Watchers, and the secret of the Watchers is that they weren't always just watching. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm that interested in this. Uh, but this is the epilogue for that uh, that whole story arc. Um, this basically is setting up what's going to come next for the Fantastic Four. Um, great, great jumping on point. Great jumping on point because it basically wraps up the story that you didn't want to read and sets up the story that maybe you will. So, I, Paul, you know what? I think that makes this the X-Factor book of the week. <laughs> I think so, too. Is it always going to be my pick? It pretty much <laughs> is, right? Like, very few times will it not be. Um, it might be good. I'm hoping it's good. The future awaits. <laughs> oh, that, Paul, that, that solidifies it. That's definitely the X-Factor book of the week. It's, bound, it's, it's bound to be this time. It's, it's it has to be better than the Reckoning War. At <laughs> some point, it's going to get good. Yeah, and that's this is also Paul's also said about X Factor. Yeah, they're coming out of the tie-in. Yeah, <laughs> so it has to be good now that it's going to go on its own, right? Yeah, it's got to be. And speaking about going on their own, I'm still picking up Batgirls, and we've got Batgirls number eight coming out, written by Becky Cloonan, art by Robbie Rodriguez. Um. I'm just really enjoying this book. It's a lot of great character moments between Cass and Stephanie that keeps me coming back to it because the overall plot and story of the book I don't really need. It's just watching all of these characters interacting together with Barbara calling the shots from the tower. Um, it's, It's just a slice of home. I love it. Uh, so I John, am looking forward got? to The Brother of All Men, number one. Uh, this book is set in 1928, and you follow Gary or Guy Horn, who is a veteran of the Great War and a private eye who travels to a remote community in western Canada to retrieve his estranged brother from the clutches of a dangerous cult. Uh, Guy struggles to gain control of his own demons and help his brother – uh, because of the charismatic leader. Uh, this is a horror mystery that is based on a true story. Uh, so I'm interested in seeing where this goes. I love uh, little stories like this. There's some great movies that do this. Wicker Man uh, being something very much of the same vein. Um, but there's a couple other movies that uh, kind of follow this, and I'm fans of those. Uh, it's written by Zach Thomas, who has he's done um, breathe breathed a body undone by blood and Kazar. Don't know any of those things. Um, I think okay. Kazar like the the caveman, okay. uh, Wolverine, Savage Land. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I'm interested in checking it, but... out this first issue of this miniseries. Um, yeah. And uh, I was right. 8.2 on that 2X IPA, huh, Chris? You were. and I Well, I think what I was thinking was, because right next to it on the box, it just has the regular IPA, which is 7%. So I think that's just the one that I saw. So you're not wrong. I think I just... Yeah. I'm surprised that they put two... I closed it down. Tall boy, a tall 
IPAs because the whole thing with Overpacked was initially it had like something for everyone, and now it's like, hey, we got a bunch of IPAs and then a low percent blonde ale for you. But, but that just kind of goes back to what I was talking about before. And I don't remember if it was on the show, but I miss breweries putting out sampler packs that's like, hey, here's a blonde ale. Blonde ale. Here's an IPA. Here's a stout. Here's like something else. Like I, I like that in my sampler pack because I like getting a little bit of everything. And you said before, like everybody's just trying to do what New Belgium's doing with their voodoo packs. And I get that. That's where we're at right now. Like it's no longer like, oh, you drink craft beers. Oh, IPA, IPA, IPA. Like. Now everyone's like, yeah, IPAs, they're great. And I have no problem like sampling different ones, but I'd like to I, sample, I would like to sample other things, breweries, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me give me your full the full breadth. You know, I think let me you're taste gonna the rainbow. S- I think you're gonna see that coming that rainbow? back around. You've seen a lot of breweries starting to go into doing more lagers, more easy drinking things. And the beer buyers having that palate fatigue of all those juicy IPAs that they're going around and like the big Mm. craze in certain cities like Colorado right now, the big craze are all English style beers. And that's they're they're doing like gravity pours out of these special tap handles that you turn you like like a spout, open it up, and it just like pours in, and you're having a bigger head and a bigger bodied beer, um, kind of like the the uh, the Zweikel beer that I had. Like that is becoming a big fad, and you're probably going to see a lot more that turnaround going back to those like big bold English style kind of ales and and beers. I hope so because honestly, I'm just looking up New Belgium right now because besides Fat Tire, I can't tell you what other Ju- beer Juice Force. they put out anymore. Besides, besides well, besides like other, um, they like IPA they have right a now. Belgian triple right. and a Belgian triple with honey and um, uh, honey and something. Um, when yeah. Belgians are basically my reset button. Like, when I'm feeling like I've had too many, like, IPAs or pale ales, like, I'll get a rear boss. I'll, I'll get, like, three, three philosophers. I'll get a, you know, something like that from Omegang. Like, they're great, like, palate cleanser. Like, oh, these beers are enjoyable, are good. They are high ABV. Like, so... Yeah. Going to Excuse NewBelgium.com right now, just to, to beer, so all of their offerings. They start off with Fat Tire, and then after that they have Voodoo Ranger, Voodoo Ranger Imperial, Voodoo Ranger Haze, uh, Voodoo Ranger Juice Force, Voodoo Ranger Agent 77. Then they have the Voodoo Ranger Hoppy Variety Pack listed. Then they have a Mimosa Sour Ale, and then they have Fruit Smash Variety Pack, which is seltzer, which, uh, again, talked about it previously, a lot of breweries doing seltzer packs, which... I see a lot of those out there. Uh, another seltzer variety pack, Beer de Queer, which was a Pride Month offering, which was just like a fruit beer with apricots, a Tropical Wheat, a Citrus IPA, Citrus Rescue, 
Mountain Time Lager, Old Aggie Superior Lager. And lagers, okay. Like Old Tuffy, like, but it's a lot, of, and then the triple. A lot of. Oh, and everything that actually for like the triples actually looks like, um, it's, like a bomber. Their bottle. normal variety pack but, right now has a lager, their sour, their fruited wheat, and one IPA in it. Like, they're. If you can find it, that would be good. If I, could, if I could get it, <laughs> like if I didn't just have yeah. three different like voodoo, voodoo ranger, rangers like, making their money, packs um, but they do. I bet even in the even in the like the voodoo ranger pack, there's another IPA that's not available. Like otherwise, it's well they actually have two because they have the experimental starship and then the starship. Uh, in that there. that was their seasonal voodoo from. I don't think that. it was before the Agent Seventy Seven. Agent Seventy Seven is your new season. I can I can still get that at the public supermarket down the street from me. <laughs> like it's still it's still here. And if I go the opposite way, I can get it at the ABC Wine and Liquors, and as well as the Costco. Uh, it they might just have the picture on the thing it might be the actual newer box because like when with my store we have the app that has like you can you pick your groceries and then somebody goes and shops for you and you go pick it up where it gets delivered to you they when they when they look at that they'll come up and be like they'll show me a picture of like a sam adams seasonal oktoberfest and i'm like i don't have the oktoberfest right now but the, what was going to scan for you is the seasonal beer, which is this one. So, yeah. And then you just give them a case um, of Boston so, Lager. So, like, I can understand, like, it pops up, like, it. it's just the picture of we sell this variety pack. Gotcha. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but, again, it I, I could be a little, it could be different where you are. But, yeah, I, I love variety packs with different beers and i get asked that all the time like "Eh, can i get a variety pack that doesn't have all ipas and i'm like "Mm, jack's abbey like (laughs) that's what i got for you um no it's tough it's hard everybody's all the breweries have jumped on the the ipa variety pack box but something that chris and i have been jumping on the bandwagon for or zombie movies. But first, we're going to do a dramatic reading, right? And now, the Bagdon Boardcast presents a dramatic reading from Star Wars, The Halcyon Legacy, Issue 4, Page 5, Panel 1. <laughs> Rumble! And that was a dramatic reading from Star Wars, The Halcyon Legacy, Issue 4. Page five, panel one. Yeah, that's great. Was that the take you wanted? No, it's great. <laughs> okay, thank yep. you. I, I just want to make you proud, Papa. Uh, <laughs> as I started to say before we did the dramatic reading, uh, Chris and I are big time horror movie and zombie movie fans. Uh, we spent an entire summer renting almost every single horror movie blockbuster had. Uh, even one time getting a ticket on the way home from uh, said blockbuster movie. 
um, or blockbuster store. But yeah, like, where do zombie zombie in media and pop culture like where do those sit with us? What are our favorite movies, video games, books, TV? Where do we where do we go with those? Where are the ones that really hit home, and where are the ones you say, you know what, this is it. This is where I think it peaked, and everything after this isn't as good. Or just what I, we love to I mean, sit again, and enjoy and watch. The catalyst or for play. this is, like set up at the front of the show, Netflix is coming out with a new Resident Evil series. And it's strange because like within the past year, we already had the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City movie that came out. And this is a couple years after the Resident Evil franchise of films has kind of died out. But Capcom's still reissuing all of the Resident Evil games, like, year after year. Like, not only are we getting new additions to the franchise, but they're also circling back to put out, like, different remasters of, you know, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 5. Like, what is it about that franchise that everyone's like, we have to keep this going, we have to keep it in, like, that pop culture, like, lexicon? Resident Evil 4 for the Wii was the first time I ever played through a Resident Evil game. Like, I didn't have a PlayStation, so I didn't play <clears throat> one or two. Uh, I did have a Dreamcast. I did get Code Veronica and then returned it because it was too violent for my household. You know, they're small kids. You know, I was nine years older than my younger sister. You know, okay. Don't feel bad about that. Code Veronica, was that a good video game? Maybe my parents did me a favor. <laughs> because maybe it wasn't good. Okay. Uh, I can, it was pretty good. I'll, I can pretty buy good. it if I really want to right now. Uh, but Resident Evil 4. Uh, you check your Steam. <laughs> you might have already done that. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I have some of the remakes on Steam. And I haven't gone through... You know, I've gone back to play them. And the... Contr- I don't know. That tank control kind of thing... Uh, for whatever reason, I got into it with the Wii, with the Wiimote, like, being able to, like, aim and shoot with also the gesture controls versus, like, on an actual controller, like, the aim and, you know, standing, turning, aim, shoot, uh, tank controls, I think people call it. Mm -hmm. I I just can't get into it. I will say in the remastered editions, you can move and shoot. See, that's good. Because I just replayed, I okay. replayed two, uh, both of them, um, both because yeah. groundbreaking. You get to play as yeah. two different characters, two different discs, and your paths yeah. cross and rooms you can't open in the one can't open that. Because that's my pick for is best Resident Evil Two zombie video game. Ooh, is Resident Evil Two? I really like I, four. I was gonna say like, uh, see, I like four too, but four's not really a uh, zombie. They're infected. Las Plagas. Las Plagas. They're infected, and they're a cult. Is, but that was not, kind of like where the franchise started to break off, because it was different takes on like like the T-virus, like the G-virus. Um, Resident Evil Director's Cut was actually the first game that I got for PlayStation when I got my PS- PS1 as like my like, graduation present, because when I was leaving... Um, Same. Like, we didn't really have like a middle school like you were there for like a couple years but I went from elementary school to like junior high um, uh-huh. 
that's that was my gift. We, I got a, a PS One and Resident Evil nice. Director's Cut, and I forget what I honestly yeah. don't even remember what the other game I got was because I was just super excited to get to play Resident Evil finally. Uh, yeah, I got the I got the place I got PlayStation and Resident Evil for Christmas, and I actually gave money to get that because yeah. we weren't a rich household. But I was like, I want this new system, and I want a game. I will help pay. I just, for I just remembered it what my other game it. was. It was the uh, PlayStation adaptation of Diablo with like the Hellfire expansion. Put into oh, it. Wow. Nice. Uh, but I wasn't allowed to play it all day. Like, open Christmas gifts, and then it was like, well, your grandparents are here. Nobody wants to watch you play a zombie game. So I had to wait till everybody went to bed and then played it in the living room <laughs> with the Christmas tree on, lights out, and uh-huh. it was like eerie. One, it's, you know, it's scary. But also, like, the Christmas tree's lights are on. It's like this, it was, it had this weird feel to it. Nightmare Before Christmas. But that's also... <laughs> but but also, right after that, I went to stay at my grandmother's house, uh-huh. brought the PlayStation. And that's the great story I have with my grandmother, where my grandmother was playing it with me, and I was trying to help her. And one of her friends call, and she picks up the phone, goes, I can't talk now, I'm killing snakes, and hangs up. And then immediately, the phone calls back, because they're like, Dorothy, what's going on? I, uh, not, yeah. not similar, but I, I also... John never friend. taught his grandmother there's a pause button. <laughs> he didn't. He's like, this is what A does, this is what never explains the start button. Uh, yeah, what, when I was playing that game and got killed by the big snake, my grandmother laughed so the hard. The snake was a point where I had like a I bad died. save before because I didn't have enough ammo like oh. going into that oh. fight. Uh, but I would also take my PlayStation to my grandmother's house when I would sleep over like Friday nights because my uncle lived with my grandmother and like we would play games and like he actually loved the PlayStation enough that. He's the one that bought me Tekken 3 Ooh, because cool. when I got my PlayStation, it had like a demo disc on there. Like you could play like one level, like Parappa the Rapper, like Tekken 3, and there's like some other random stuff on there. But like he liked Tekken enough that he was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna get Tekken." So I had that, and then he was he was also like a car <laughs> nerd, so he bought Gran Turismo, and because I had the PlayStation, like the games would come home with me. But it was basically how I bolstered my video game collection because, like, whatever my uncle wanted to play, like, he would buy, and then I got to keep it because he got to use my PlayStation. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we can start off with video games. Uh, John, Resident Evil 2, great pick. And I think, actually, the first time I played Resident Evil, I might have borrowed it from you, or I might have borrowed it from our other friend, Chris. Because I never actually owned that one. I borrowed it from somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it... it probably one one of us i had i had both of them but like resident evil one was like eerie i loved kind of i was really into horror movies then but two i think just you had those two the two discs you played as two different characters doing the same things your but your stories just crossed in the right paths and 
it had such a bigger feel because you were on the streets, you were in the you were in the um, police station. You had to go to these other these other places within that world that just wasn't that one house. And I think it just like felt so big, and it just it just was really great. And I downloaded the remastered Resident Evil. One, two, and three, and I went to play them all. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get back into one. Two, I was sucked in, and I played through as Leon. I played through as Claire, and then I went to go play three, and again couldn't get back into it. And there's just something about two that just it just has it. Four, I think, is the best Resident Evil game. But two, I mean, four four can run because two walked. Uh, but I just think for zombie games, it's just one of the best ones. And I know, like, Chris and I, like, diehard Left 4 Dead fans. And I even play, I broke break out my PlayStation or my Xbox every once in a while to play that with my wife. But there's just something about those Resident Evil games in Resident Evil 2 that just hit for me it just it just matters more i need to try to because i probably i'm going and playing like resident evil zero i think is the remake i can load steam and see which one i've been playing well zero was one that came like yeah it wasn't that like the just like the first person shooter there like was, that was survivor yeah there was something else uh there's a lot so many of them. See, Resident Evil. Okay, I got no. I just Resident Evil is the remake that I've been playing, and I. Yeah, and then that there's one's Resident not as great. Evil Zero, which I haven't played. The remake of two I have, but I haven't played three and also four on Steam. Okay. Yeah, three do was two. really good do too. Because like, that's the one where like it's that's Nemesis, right? The, yeah, with the Nemesis. The Nemesis system. Which looks Resident, that, Resident Evil games are great. Like I just they got too far away from what I liked about it, and even like the Resident Evil clones that came out like, right after that. Like I was, I was in like Silent Hill, Dino Crisis, like Parasite Eve, like any of those other games that you could tell was kind of just like another. Comp- I mean, Dino Crisis was by Capcom too, but any other take on that? So style was Parasite of game, Eve, yeah. No, Parasite Eve was um, Square. Oh, oh, you're right. Um, yeah. Um, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Paul just got schooled on video games. I, I, I just liked that style of gameplay. Um, Four was the last Resident Evil game that I actually like felt good playing and played through. Um, I assumed you actually would have pulled up um, Left 4 Dead because I remember when you got your Xbox 360 and you started playing that, you're like. It's like you're playing a zombie movie. Like it even starts off with like the movie poster, and at the end, like it gives you like the credits where it tells you how many zombies you die. I was like, okay, like that sounds cool. And it wasn't until like we sat down. Like I don't remember like if we got like Brunners or something. Like I feel like we got like lunch, and we just like sat there and played it. And I was like, okay, this is great. Like this is something that I need in my life because again, just like killing like wave after wave of zombie. Uh, Paul, is this going to be one of your picks? 
Uh, yeah, definitely Left okay. for Dead, and also I'm going to throw in Back for Blood. I know it's the infected, uh, but yeah, Back for Blood has been scratching that itch that Left for Dead has left for years now. Uh, luckily, I've been able to play Left for uh, Back for Blood with you know producer Scott, super friend of the show Ed, friend of the show Matt, you know, and myself. So, our uh, our. Uh, uh. Chris and yeah. I's old oh, team. That's your old team? Yeah. That's our old team. We allowed Paul one time. He died. He said, lock it up. He wanted to leave everybody behind, even though he was I mean, dead. I got kicked off the team. Okay. It's just a great co-op game. I remember even, like, in Left 4 Dead 2, like, taking turns trying to get everybody to carry the gnome through the amusement park level so you could get the achievement for it. Oh, yeah. You were... Every that's no, all you all we were doing. Achievement. Yeah, yeah. Guns akimbo. Like we were always like, okay, this is blah blah blah. Can we'll we'll do this, and then all of a sudden you're like, I didn't get it, guys. Oh, we got to do it again. Like there was such a great replayability, but also it was so mm-hmm. short. Yeah, it was a good like it's Twitch game time. where you could just like pick it up, then, like play a couple levels, and like okay, like oh, we made it to the safe house, cool. I gotta jump out. Uh, yeah, and and I think because the the game peaked playing with your friends, but at that time in our life too, we weren't able to con- continuously always play play that way and I think that's why I picked Resident Evil over Left 4 Dead because you can Ops, play with yeah. the yeah. the computer doing you know but it's not as much fun and that was a very short lived mm-hmm. window when we played 1 and 2 and did all of that and then we all just kind of moved on and stopped playing as much as we all did I think like Scott's Playstation or yeah, I think Xbox Red Ring. died like it was yeah, it was a lot of just like, oh yeah, it's we all just kind of fell out of it. But it was it was a a lot of fun. And Paul, I'm glad yeah, that yeah. you're you're back in it and you're playing with those yeah. guys cuz it's You know, it isn't great. a monthly thing, but it is like a, every once in a while like, hey, jump on back for blood in the next couple of days. What do you guys got free? And it's like, yeah, let's do it. Like so probably seven, eight different nights of back for blood. So you know, so far, the $60 uh, price point, pretty expensive for just eight times. But, you know, I'm sure if, it'll work out. If you're enjoying it. But you could play it on I your don't own. Want, you could play it on your that, own, right? When, when you're doing, like, a co-op game like that, like, you don't want to become the one that's too good <laughs> at the game. You know what I mean? Like, you, kinda, you all want to be yeah, about I, equally skilled at it. Like, yeah, I hear you. I, I have I have to say like when it was Scott, Ed, Chris and myself like it, we were a well-oiled machine. Like we were like calling shots, doing this like we were we were smoking that game. We it was like we were the the best part of it. And then I think it was like 2 years later, like we're like, "Hey, let's get out and do it." And we all got on and we sucked. <laughs> And it was chaos, and it was like, oh, we used to be really good at this game. Uh, that's how I felt, actually, when I got back into trying to replay one of my picks, which was Dead Island. Ooh. I really liked this, mm. like, semi-pseudo open-world zombie game came out on Xbox 360, PS3. Um, 
where it was kind of survival horror. Um, but it, what I really enjoyed about it was you had the like you could pretty much pick up anything and use it as a weapon, almost kind of like in Dead Rising. Um, I ter- I never played the original Dead Rising when it came out. I think I downloaded the demo for it and I just couldn't get into it because it was very time based. Like you only had like a certain amount of time to pick up like like your missions and like accomplish it. And I was like, I just want to run around and kill zombies. And Dead Rising Two is a little bit more of that. Um, but Dead Island, I absolutely loved that game because it was part RPG too because you had different talent trees and you had I think like four or five different characters you could pick from and each one had like their own specialties that um, would make them better with like certain weapons like or throwing weapons things like that and I love this game and I'm kind of surprised it hasn't become like a bigger thing because they did put out a expansion that was also like a standalone game and I know they announced a sequel for it but I don't think it's ever came out. They, they, I think they have three of them. I've been hemming and hawing about buying... Because every once in a while, it'll go on sale with the expansions on like the PlayStation Network. Is it a PlayStation and I'll be like, exclusive oh, game? I really love that game. So Dead Island 2 just has an upcoming action role-playing. So there might be more standalone... Uh, Dead Island Riptide, I think. That's like a, a spin-off yeah, Was game. that the... Okay. Because you could get... I guess it was just regular Dead Island remastered and so. maybe Riptide remastered? Because I was like, oh, this has got... It's got more game. Like, I'd be... I'd be into it because I I forgot about this game Um, for the, for talking about this podcast, but... I did see it every once in a while and think yeah. about buying it. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And what was great is it was so yeah. bright and it's sunshine. You're on this beautiful beaches and there's bikini uh, zombies coming after you and guys in bathing suits and grass skirts and all and that. Because the, the weird yeah, thing about great, it, too, it is and this game. was part of the draw for it, it was a lot more melee-based, but it wasn't like a, okay you know, tap X to attack. Like, you would actually have to use the analog stick to to swipe with your weapons. And that took me, like, Swings. so long to get used to. But then, as soon as you get comfortable with it, it just felt natural, like, swinging your, you know, baseball bat around. Like, Yeah, and you kept having your, your stuff wore down. You had to beef it back up. Or you had to switch out, and it's like, oh man, I just used all my bolts to put the the nails and stuff through the top and have it like heavy duty to do more damage. Now I got to switch out because I'm too far away from my safe house, and I am about to die, and I need to grab that ore now and start I, I, hitting. I, I dug that game. It. Like it came out when I was working at GameStop, and we had the trailer play in our. Uh, in our store, like, on the the TV system. And every time it would come on, I would just think, I cannot wait for this game. So I definitely, like, grabbed it as soon as it came out, and I absolutely loved it. And the trailer for it was fantastic, because it was the one that was, like, the slow-motion reverse with the family, like, escaping the zombies. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend YouTubing it, because it's it's fantastic. It gets you hyped up for playing some zombie games. Yeah. 
It was also one of the first games I remember going like, okay, you're going to the prison. You cannot go back after this. So if there's things you want to do, do them first because you will not be able to come back to this after you go to here. You go here. Sounds like Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. Now you're speaking Paul's language. You have his attention. Can you get it on Steam? Uh, on Steam, you can get uh, Shredder's Revenge and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Looks, looks a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and you can get uh, the. There's actually a Dead Island uh, Retro, which is just like Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Side scrolling beat em up. Pretty fun. And uh, also the other Riptide and also regular Dead Island. But, nice. uh. Yeah. I mean, we are a comic book podcast, so I don't think we'd be able to continue on doing this if we didn't at least mention The Walking Dead, like the grandfather of the current zombie craze. I mean, people have kind of gotten over the TV show now because I think it went on for far too long but i just know like the first season when i watched that it was it was perfect like it was a great adaptation that still brought something new to the franchise because it wasn't like a one-for-one retelling because i read the walking dead comic book for years i forget what issue i jumped off on but like i literally started buying it at the second story arc and then i was there every month for like a decade Yeah, um, I there's Marvel Zombies, there's all those things, but <clears throat> even like, but Marvel Zombies was was yeah wasn't that written yeah. by Kirkman too? Like, so it, it's like yeah, the guy who who really brought zombies to comic books is Robert Kirkman with Walking Dead. There was that one spinoff. Remember, like it was. Chris, it was like the first issue, the main character got his hand bit and they cut it off and then they cauterized it like on a pan in a kitchen. You had bought it. This. I had read it. The only thing I remember is that opening scene where he's bit, he cuts his hand off and he cauterizes it on like a hot pan. But yeah, Walking Dead. I mean, I I have three or two of the omnibus here because I had read all of Chris's single issues you know it was that thing of Chris and I used to go together to the comic book store Chris would read his comic books while I drove him to wherever we were going to eat we'd sit and read them and then Chris would be like "Uh, here's all the books I read and I'd be like well here's the two I read and we'd trade books and then I'd give them back to him the next time I saw him but I read so many that I was like yeah I'll buy the Omnibus. They they weren't expensive. They were really cool looking. Um, yeah, Walking Dead. Like I, I don't know any other zombie comic book that had as big of a reach as... So the, I, the book Dead. you were thinking of, because I, I had an idea, but I wasn't 100% sure, was out from DC Comics, and it was called Toe Tags. And it was actually written by George Romero. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, really? It was a six-issue horror miniseries. Um. Yeah, I, that's I probably why we picked it agree, up. Because as soon as you were talking, about it, I was like, I feel like this was toe tags because it came out October two thousand four, and like I was looking at the covers for it, and I'm like, no, like I don't think I, I know I bought it, but I don't remember any of it. But then the cover for like issue number four has the dude like at his like 
his stumps like covered up and I'm like that's the one holy crap <laughs> um, nice um, but there's really been no other like zombie comics that have captured me like the Walking Dead did I mean I read a lot of the Marvel zombie stuff because again when it first launched it was something fresh or new and then they just kind of kept milking it for a while and I, I stopped but I, you could kind of lump uh, Evil Dead in maybe because yeah. there's been a lot of like Evil Dead stuff and I mean it's, yes it's not yeah. zombies they're deadites but you no know, same kind of feel with the, the zombies coming back from the dead just pre- like possessed Paul, you got a zombie book? No. No, I really don't. You're not really a zombie guy. (laughs) Not really a zombie guy, and I don't like the idea of uh, the uh, Grey Goo either. The Grey Goo? Yeah, it's where uh, we'll develop, like, nanotechnology that self-replicates, and all it does is, like, take in material in order to replicate itself. Mm. So the world will become covered in just the Grey Goo of these nanobots. Where it'll eat every, eat away at everything, and transform everything into itself. Nice! I can't wait to be a part of the Grey Goo. Yeah, it's good to have accessible goals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it's just the more sci-fi-ish idea of a zombie. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, besides, I think one of the best sci-fi takes on zombies over in Firefly, like the Ravagers. Ravagers not really zombies, but yeah. you know they eat people. They eat people. What crazy yeah. um, zombie TV shows? Is there anything that jumps to mind besides The Walking Dead? Um, yeah, I actually there was a zombie show on Netflix. I was uh, reading. I'm trying to find. Is the, it Day Z or Z Nation or something? I'm trying to. F- because there was one that super friend of the show Janet used to watch, and like she told me like how good it was, but I never actually checked it out. Yes, it is. It is. I've heard one good of things those. about the musical Zombies on Disney Plus. I actually have too, but I've never watched it, mm-hmm. and it's not. Be- I don't want any listeners thinking it's like, oh, Chris thinks he's too good for that. No, I fucking love High School Musical and Descendants, and those are like. Descendants, especially like the cheesiest, dumbest thing ever. Um, Is that good for Halloween? The Descendants, or oh, I think it's, I, I think it's a good, just like any time watch. I mean, okay. you can kind of tie it into Halloween because it's like villains themed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I looking at a list of like the best zombie TV shows on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's basically a bunch of stuff that I've heard of. Oh, Pushing Daisies, it talks as a, uh, a zombie TV show. Okay, so now, Fun, yeah, that's I, my favorite I get, one, then. I get that yeah. one. Yeah. That might uh, be mine. When's, uh, uh, when, when's uh, Zombieland becoming a TV show? Like, that's been announced like three different times, right? They like, they tried to do that. That was actually something that came out from Amazon when they did like their whole... <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but we watched everything. It was like when they had the tick... Zombieland was one of those? Zombieland was one of those, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember Zombieland being one of those. It wasn't great. Um, But actually, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, what they call the number one best zombie TV show, with a rating of 99%, 
is actually Ash versus the Evil Dead. Hmm. And that, that show is fantastic. Like I, <laughs> I definitely dug it. Um, oh, I, uh, Black Summer. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a spinoff of like Z Nation or one of those. It's a prequel to those. But the show is told um, from different people's point of views. So you'll see like a zombie eating the mailman as somebody walks by. And then it'll flash to like Susan. And the zombie eating the mailman is Susan's husband who's trying to eat her as she ran out. And then all of a sudden all these characters that you've seen them escaping the zombies end up meeting up. And then having this adventure together, and it was actually pretty—it was actually pretty good, and it was pretty compelling. Um, it's only at two seasons. I think it's canceled. It was at Netflix, so it got canceled right away. But um, that was something that was different enough because you kept seeing—you kept seeing everybody's how they met and how every little thing was intertwined between them all. Um, and that was a pretty good TV show. Again, I have to say, it ran maybe too long, but Walking Dead, like, just kind of nailed it. It spun differently away from um, the comic books, held true to some of the characters. They made some of the characters kind of an amalgam of other characters, but it was pretty good. I... I probably watched like six or eight seasons worth of it. And it just became one of those things like it just, when do we watch it? We, my wife and I both watched it. We didn't have TV. So we were like, oh, we got a AMC app. The shows aren't on there. Then we got to do this. And then it started popping up on Netflix. And once they popped up on Netflix, it was like, okay, we'll watch this season. And then we'll have to wait longer than the year to to get the next season and then it was just we never went back to it but i mean like jeffrey d morgan as um is is negan he he was great like there's something there's something charming about jeffrey d morgan playing that character that you were just like i i like him a little more than rick like I like I like him more than the good guy that you're supposed to follow, and when the character when the actor who is who played Rick wanted to leave the show, that's when they should have canceled it. Like, and they're supposed to like, I mean that guy's sitting pretty because he left that show because they were going to make like two mo- Rick movies. And they haven't. Like it's been like four or five years. Like he's he got his money to be like, hey, you're going to do this never happened so his his contract he still got paid so uh he doesn't plus he's got all that sweet uh christmas movie that paul likes well, love actually love actually i i've never seen it uh he's got all that money coming in too every year also tv show that i forgot about and i'm kicking myself because i loved it and i never finished it uh coming over from the cw with i zombie based off the dc vertigo hmm. series oh, except yeah. they definitely flipped it around a little bit for tv uh, I absolutely loved this show, and it was one of those things. Yanni and I started watching it because it was available on, I think it was Netflix or Hulu or somewhere. And it was like, oh, you know, this is actually like a fun watch. Like this is like something we can put on when we're thinking about like 
hey, we need to watch something. What can we do? Um, I, I have to finish it because I absolutely loved this show. Um, Caitlin loved it, and you end up just giving her all oh, your I trees. Think I had that it. many. Really? You had like I at least bought a lot four. of comics over the years. Uh, but because <laughs> you you you, she said she liked it, and you're like, oh, wait a second, and then you went into your room and you came out, and you're like, here, have these, and she read them all, and then I think she bought more of them on my Comicsology to to finish the series. Any but other yeah, uh, TV series. shows anyone wants to bring up? Or, and then do we want to get to our beers before we get into the the Big Daddy, which is the the movies? Yeah. All right. Well, I was going to say, I, I don't well, know if you need to get up What beer are you drinking, um, Chris? Like I said, oh, I didn't even see it. Okay. No, I'm, um, I'm after having with mine. the 2X Haze, I got up and got the new Haze, which is their Hazy Smooth IPA. Um, where's it on the can? 6.0% ABV. Yeah, it's smooth. It's got that nice kind of like fruity pop to it. But man, after having the 2X Haze going to this, I'm like, well, this is like the diet version of the 2X Haze. Why would I, why would I want this when I can just go to flavor country? Again, there's nothing wrong with it, but I think... If I had just gone out and bought this one just to try it, I'd be like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Like, fridge filler until, like, it's gone, whatever. Um, but having it after the 2X Haze, I'm just like, oh, it's it's lacking something. Because, like, it's got a good flavor. It's just, man, like, the the 2X Haze, guys, I want, I want more of it. Yeah. yeah. You should pick up that variety pack. They, the they had it at my beer store. I was going to get that one, but then I grabbed this one instead because it had the blonde ale in it. And I'm like, oh, it's not all just IPAs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Chris, did, I can, or, uh, Paul, I can did talk you about a third beer. Third? I'm not going to drink it now, but uh, I had it because somebody at my office didn't like it, and I understand why. This is uh, Flying Bison's uh, Paula's Donuts Peppermint uh, Peanut Stick Brown mm. Ale. Or, or, yeah, what's it, a brown ale or a porter? Porter. Porter. Porter? It's fine. It's a little overly sweet. Oh, I like how you're like, oh, I got a beer I can talk about. And you're just like, it's fine. Yeah, it's just fine. <laughs> like, it's a little overly sweet. The peanut flavor does come through on the with the porter. I think the, the actual, it feels a little too artificial, a little too sweet for a porter. Like, I would have rather it been a brown ale with a peanut flavor on it. Yeah, it it makes sense. Like a brown, you know, brown ales, it's money nose brown ale. Like, that's the the pinnacle. But... It's so good. And, you know, with a porter, it's not... Uh, Cigar City Maduro brown. Is money nose even exist anymore? Okay. Yeah, they got bought out. Yes. They went for bankruptcy. They closed, and then somebody else came in and bought them. The yeah, somebody bought them. The owner who owned like two other breweries and spent a bunch of money to build a new brewery. When like push came to shove, he's like, "I'm kind of rich, and you can foreclose on this brewery. I don't care." And then somebody bought them, and they've kept all their beers the same. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, this porter, yeah. like when I'm thinking porter, I'm thinking dark and rich, and this is like light and sweet with a little bit of peanut butter. Uh, you're, that's uh, also yeah. not a current beer, though. It was Paul. free. That's that's probably it's probably yeah, but it's I mean it's probably it, almost it doesn't 10 months taste, old. but it's hasn't tasted like it turned. I'm not getting teriyaki. I'm not getting any sour. I don't think I don't think you're going to get teriyaki from it because uh-huh. it has those sweet right. factors to it. I think you're going to beer. lose the mm. the porter side of the beer. Because I've I've had I've had that beer. It's not bad. You do get the kind of the beer side of it. Yeah, but yeah. it is sweet. I mean, it's a it's, Paul's but it's not beer. Good enough to rival like what we were talking about earlier, like a Blackwater, you know, Southern Pier dessert beer. So it's neither like a really good dessert beer, and it's not a good order. So it just it's okay. It just falls in the middle, like where I'm just kind of annoyed at it because it's. It's of neither were worlds. It could, it, yeah. it could be better. It, it yeah. Fresh. I think if you had it mm-hmm. more towards the fresh side, you'd have a slightly right. different opinion about it. I think. I think to judge this beer now is unfair. It's. I wouldn't say redundant, but it's. Yeah, it's a, it's unfair. Um, I mean, the beer they have out now that's Polydonis is their cannoli one, and that's been out for. Two months, three but that's—I'm not drinking it out of a pineapple. Maybe if I was drinking a beer out of a pineapple, John, I'd be. I'm drinking mine out of a pineapple. I have a fun pineapple glass that I drink beer out of, and I'm drinking Golden Tear. This is a West Coast style IPA, seven point five percent, coming from Thin Man Brewery with the collab. For brewed and bottled craft beer shop out of Lewiston, New York. Lewiston, New York is famous for two things. One, where I lost my virginity. Two. No, John, that's, that's uh, what it's, it's, uh, you use the term infamous. <laughs> it's infamous. Infamous. Uh, two, uh, uh, Art Park. Are you admitting uh, that you lost your virginity uh, at Old Fort Niagara? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wore I wore my staff shirt the Bitches other day. She loved polos. That's all he uh, said. <laughs> she loved polos, and she was a ghost. The War of eighteen twelve. Uh, uh, that sounds like a comic book I would buy. Uh, but uh, Art Park uh, out there is known for having a really good concert series. Thin Man and Brood and Bottle team up together to create beers for the venues that are that are happening there. Uh, Golden Tear is a flogging Molly beer. Um, they put out Bear Skin Coat, which they released for the Bare Naked Ladies who are playing this week. Um, but every week are putting out a beer theme to the band's playing. Um, for a West Coast IPA, I would, and Paul stated with his, like a little more pine, like a mo- little more resin. This has a very candy taste to it. Um, it's not juicy, and I think maybe that's where they're separating that West Coast. It's not resiny. 
it's a very easy drinker. I slowed myself down from pounding this out of my pineapple. But it definitely has that... There's those West Coast beers that have that kind of candiness to it. It's nice. It's a really great drinking beer. I'm very happy. I had a friend of mine who went to the concert, brought this back, and said, here, you got to have this. And so uh, I'm very glad they do these beers for the shows at Art Park, they're, they're just like they're selling them out of like a van, or do they have them on like tap, or how how is it working? So... Um, as far as I know, Brewed and Bottled is selling them okay. at their bottle shop, and I don't know if they're also selling them at the Art Park venue. I didn't go see the concert. Buddy of mine brought this back and gave it to me. When I he only went, went to, to the Art Flag Park and once, concert. and that was actually when we went to go see Cake with super friend of the show, Ed. And just from what I remember, like they have like a beer tent set up that you got to go to like before and like during the intermission. So I didn't know if it was like a similar thing where it's just like you could go and like they would like pour out a can or the drinking has super blossomed okay. since the last time we went there. Like it is more of a we're going to Art Park, we're going to get smashed, we're sitting in the grass lawn behind there. We, for cakes, had actual gotcha. seating versus the lawn seats, so I think it was less of a like party atmosphere. You sit in those lawn seats, Thought it's like... It's, it's being like super hammered time, you know? like It's the talk of like when people are like, oh man, I went to uh, Darien Lake to go thing see the show and I was like two miles back and everybody around me was hammered. Like it's like a it's a crazy drink thing drinking atmosphere and they've raised their bar of they've actually raised their bars like of what they sell in that venue. Um because I think I went I went the the summer before COVID. Caitlin and I went and saw some band there. Oh it's curious because like but, I yeah, I will. I will double check on how they're selling these. If you can buy it at the venue, gotcha. or if it's just at that, because my concert going experience is going to Disney Springs to the House of Blues there, where it's like, hey, you want a Tall Boy of Hialeah or like a uh, Yingling? Those those are the beers that we got, which is fine. They got Hialeah. Um, all right, guys, time to get to it. Zombie movies. Paul, we're going to start with you for this one, because oh, I think you have a smaller, a smaller repertoire yeah, to pull from. Two movies that I would talk about, and they're two movies that I think you guys would talk about as well, and that's Shaun, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. A thousand times yes. And 28 Days Later. Also fantastic. Oh, and also uh, Zombieland. Yep. Perfect. So those are, I'll, I got three. So, all great picks, all fantastic takes and versions of zombie movies. And I think even if you didn't pick them, Paul, these are probably all movies that we would wind up, like, peppering into the conversation in one way or another. Um, Of those three that you listed, which is your, like, this is a zombie movie, and if every zombie movie was this, would be my, like, go-to. Like, do you like the fun 
of like a yeah, zombie I, land or Shaun of the Dead, or do you like I'm that anxiety gonna, of a? If I want to watch one of the, those three movies, and if I was just picking it just to put on and have fun, it's going to be Shaun of the Dead. Now, if you told me, hey, it's time for spooky season, you got to pick a horror movie, you got to make it scary, I'm going to pick 28 Days Later. Like, uh, and then if I wanted to have something on in the background that was just, you know, fun, action-y, Left 4 Dead kind of vibes, it's Zombieland. <laughs> like, um, Zombieland is the most, like, light and, like, just effervescent of the zombie movies. Like, they're just, it's just having fun. It's a teenage drama masquerading as a zombie movie. Uh, Shaun of the Dead is a slacker comedy with the rapper of a thin veneer of zombie movie. Uh, but 28 Days Later is a zombie movie. Um, but if I was going to pick one, it's Shaun of the Dead. It's the only one I own on DVD. <laughs> I think Shaun of the Dead, one of my all-time <laughs> favorite movies. Not just zombie movies, but in general. That's like... If I had to list my movies, it would be a very difficult choice to make, but I know Shaun of the Dead would be on there somewhere. And I think Zombieland beats it a little bit in the fun department because Shaun of the Dead does have that slowdown, like, oh, things get heavy part, like, after you find out Mm -hmm. that his mom's been bit. Um, Spoilers for a movie that came out in, like, 2001. Um, Zombieland doesn't really have that because, yeah, there's, like, you know, stakes to it when they realize, like, oh, now the theme park's going to be bringing all the zombies to it. We have to go back and Mm -hmm. save them. But even then, like, it's at no point dark. It doesn't feel heavy because, like, they're still having fun with it. Yeah, because it's over-the-top action. It's like him diving into a stand and just like... Bum, yeah. bum, 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 bum. There's plenty of... G- it's it's a part in the zombie video game where you're like full... You got all the ammo. You got all the guns. And you're just like going wild. Versus uh, a Resident Evil zombie game where they're like, Oh, no, no. We gave you two bullets. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to use your grenade <laughs> that you have? Uh-huh. You got one grenade, and you got two bullets. Uh, and if you don't, if you don't yeah. throw it right, <laughs> you're gonna blow up. Hope, hope you brought a bunch of plants. You're gonna need <laughs> yeah. to heal. Gonna need that green leaf, maybe a red leaf. Yeah, yeah but th- yeah, that's basically it. Um, Twenty eight days later was one of the first like zombie movies I saw. Like I saw that I think before I saw Dawn of the Dead. And I think I've seen the remake of Day of the Dead, or which is the so one in the movie in the that's they... Dawn of the Dead. Okay, Dawn. Which I Dawn of the Dead. Oh, I Night actually... of the Living Dead is the first one. I, then is the one that I saw. Night Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. There's Day another. The there's another one. Are you the, what's day, no Day of the Dead is the one he did. Tower way of later. the Dead was like the one that he did like in the early two thousands. <sighs> no Tower no. of the Dead. That's that's just Bruce Willis and and Die Hard <laughs> with zombies, right? Yes, okay. yes, it is. Which is that's a movie that should be made. Uh, Land of the Dead. Well, what are the movies you, the you guys are? that you guys love. And I'll write these down maybe for uh, my my ongoing list of Halloween watch. 
Well, obviously, Shaun of the Dead is one of my all-time favorites, as previously said. Uh, but I really have to throw it out there. One of my favorite zombie movies now is the Korean film Train to Busan. And oh yeah, I heard good things about it, and then I was like, okay, well, let me see if there's a way for me to watch this. And I had to download a different app onto my TV to watch it completely free but there was just like a lot of ads during it but even having to deal with the ads did not take away from my watching experience because it's all about just like a a family where the dad's a little inattentive to his daughter and for her birthday the daughter wants to go be with her mom like she just doesn't want to be with her dad anymore so he has to take her on a train to Busan titular line uh and when they're on the train actually is when a zombie outbreak happens so it's not just about trying to get his daughter to her mom but it's also them and a bunch of other people on this train trying to stay safe through a zombie outbreak that has happened to spill onto this train and like people are being like sequestered to like certain cars and like it's it's a hell of a watch and it has everything that you would want from a zombie movie because there's like that tension there, but there's still a little bit of fun. Um, it's very, in a way, homage to like Romero. Cause it's different people of different walks of life having to come together oh, the, to fight the two old ladies. Lives. And then the, pe- was, the people, well, they're not both old, but like the woman and like her mom, the like, people Oh who- my gosh. Yeah, and even just the the guy who's like all of a sudden just kicking ass with the zombies, and then it's like, no, you guys all go, I'll stay here, and then it's just ripped apart. You're like, no, that guy's the hero. That guy's supposed to save everybody. Like very Romero esque with with the character design of all these people, and then you're following that father just trying to save his daughter. Like, yeah, it's it's a great new zombie movie and you don't think that those things can happen. John, what you got? So I, I'm actually going to say the remake That's what that's of one of my Dawn favorites of too. It just really lands. And that's the movie, like, I watched that movie and I was like, man, because like I said, Chris and I spent forever watching zombie movies, watching horror movies, and we watched so many Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead. Like, we watched so many, like, zombie movies that were fun and over-the-top and original Dawn of the Dead. Like, we laughed hysterically because those guys were in jumpsuits for half the movie the main characters driving away in an ambulance and return of the living dead. That's like, a all lot those of things fun, were though. great. Like, that one's a little bit more kind of like oh, so comedy much fun. with zombies. It's oh, it's tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's um but that that remake one uh Zack Snyder it's, it was like, "Oh, Zack Snyder, the best Zack Snyder to watch movie. out for." Like, I have no issues with saying that. Like it's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely, and he took 
he took that idea of the people trapped in a mall and what it would be like and kind of made it more 90s, early 2000s than George Romero's take in the, the 70s of what a mall was mm-hmm. or late late 70s, early 80s. And he did a great job of character development and those characters and what it would be to be stuck in this zombie world and be like, we need to escape from this mall. Like, there's, we're surrounded, we're gonna run out of food, things have gotta change, and we need to get away from here. And it does a, it does a great job of that. It really does. And it's a, it's one of those movies, like, if I were to see it on TV, no matter where it was, mm. I would just stop and just watch it. I'd watch it till the next commercial break and then maybe flip through and see if there's something else. Or just be like, oh, this is on? Yeah, let's watch this. Like, oh, you've never seen this movie? Does that star Anna Ferris? We Ferris? should watch it. No. Oh. Oh, I can't. Um, it has Phil Dumphy from... Oh, Modern Family in it. Bing Rames is in it though. Like if that's the and they make uh they like get a van and they like put yeah, like holes they in it so they can like so they can run like chainsaws through it and stuff yeah. like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then I've seen that one. Uh, Paul, you've also seen another zombie movie that I'm surprised you didn't pick as one of your favorites. Oh, uh, Dead Alive by Peter Jackson. Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's because I, <laughs> aka Brain Dead. Um. Yeah, Again, it's a lot. James a lot of Gunn fun. did the screenplay for the, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Wow, I, I guess. Oh, that's why it's probably it's that's why it's directed probably, by yeah. Zack Snyder. Wow. Sarah Polly's yeah. who I was and thinking I mean, of. I think. Yeah, I ori- the original Night of the Living Dead is still a good movie that holds up. Um, the Tom Salvini remake of that movie is also really good. Um, original Dawn of the Dead, like there's so there, I think there are more good zombie movies and more appalling, awful zombie movies. Um, but yeah, I love I love zombie movies. I love good ones. Um, uh, uh, the double feature Grindhouse, um, Planet Terror. Robert Rodriguez, Planet Terror, like that's another. It's just again like over the top. Like uh, I'm looking at the, the list fun. of fifty best zombie movies of all time now, just to see if there's anything that kind of forgot about. Um, oh, Dead Snow was really good. <sighs> Dead Snow was good. I got that weird. We went to a comic book convention and I bought the bootleg zombie Australian movie that oh, man I, I, I have it somewhere but that was that Where was actually pretty the aliens that was reanimated corpses inside of a like just this very specific area Is that that Australian one then I must have watched that no. one with Greg because super well, friend of the show I, I do not trust this list enjoys a lot of weird zombie movies just going through it now because i'm i started to hit the ones that we were talking about brain dead aka dead alive is number 17 16 is the dawn of the dead remake 15 is zombie land train to basan is number 14 so wow we're we're 
I'm, we like mediocre what's stuff. What's number one through? Because some of those... Night of the Living Dead is number eight. Evil Dead 2 is number seven. Shaun of the Dead, number six. Uh, Day of the Dead, number five. 28 Days Later, number four. Reanimator, number three. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, uh, number two, which, again, a lot of fun. And then it puts Dawn of the Dead as number one, which I understand, like, Dawn of the Dead is kind of what gave us, like, yeah, the original 19th Original? I understand, like, because that gave us, like, the modern zombie movie. Um, I mean, you got those guys in the mall. There were two kick-ass cops, helicopter pilot cops, with some crazy dame in that mall, and then they fight off the zombies, and they fight off that biker gang that comes in. It's a good movie. I, like, I feel like by the time we watched it, though, it was already like a little like, but you get it, consumerism, man. Like... Because we watched it, like, mid-90s, yeah. late 90s, early 2000s, maybe. Um, consumerism. You are the zombie already. Deal with it. The dead are already... Like, that. that's yeah. the only thing that kind of took away from that. And I think that's what I like about the update more, is it's more just like, no, like, of course this is a smart place to go. Like, it's got everything. It's got Except everything. now. <laughs> <laughs> now the uh, those are zombie lands. Anything else you want to throw out about zombies? Anything that we didn't talk about? That wait, think? are we are we are we saying that mall walkers are zombies? Oh, they easiest, always, always have been. Uh, easiest costume you can do for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. One of the uh, easiest ones. Any other zombie stuff that you think bears mentioning? Like any kind of toys or oh, like, like if I'm all you like zombie back- drinks. I do. I like. I do like a zombie. Uh, I do like uh, that. If I'm going to make a magic deck, I'm going to make a black zombie deck. You know, strong it's archetype. Just one of a lot things. of support for it. Yeah, I, I do like uh, playing zombies! Exclamation! Exclamation point with you, Chris. So that was, fun, that board was a fun board game. It's, you can't see it, but it's under my it TV. It's game. on one of these shelves over here. No. Uh, I I can't believe I forgot about this for comic books, but the oh, goon is a zombie. Oh, he fights zombies. The goon fight. The goon fights slack. He fights slacks jaws all the time. Yeah, zombies are great. I, I think it's fantastic that they're still around. What is it, Paul? What's Dead the board winter. game? Dead Winter. Yeah. Uh, oh, I Dead of Winter. It. That's a pretty good game too. I know you own it. Oh, I, I own it. it you played it with your other friends. Mm. I've I've played it with my. She's one, one of your friends. A, that counts. Not a fun experience. It's got a with great the wife, huh? It, uh, yeah, we never got around to playing with a bigger group because it'd be funner with a, it'd be more fun with a bigger group because uh, one of the players can play yeah. as somebody who's sabotaging. It's, it's like Shadows Over Camelot, so, but in zombies. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, is it? I've played Shadows over Camelot. <laughs> Wait, I no, you played Shadows too. over Camelot oh, with probably. me. <laughs> yeah, it's the only time I played Did it we? with you and Caitlin. And you actually, it's a co-op game where you're playing next to the round table and you could put out catapults and you were trying to, you know, do these different missions, different quests. Oh yeah. I don't it. remember. It's been a lo- we've we played a lot of games a long time ago. 
We got to yeah. start our board games back up. We board did. game group back up. We got uh, And if you liked us talking about zombies or weird board games that you Paul kill and zombies I just in uh, Gloomhaven, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Probably at some yeah. point. We probably did. Uh, find us over on Facebook. Find us over on Instagram. Find us on our website. Rate and review us wherever you listen to us. It helps everyone else find this podcast. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't more people listening? Yeah, Paul. Uh, be- Paul? It's because of me. Yes, you're right. That's why they don't listen. 